0: Have you experienced the pressure that we put on ourselves as nutrition professionals to have complete control over our own eating habits? When you encounter struggles, doesn't it deeply impact your perception of yourself and your professional integrity? Welcome to the Food Relationship Lab. This is your safe space to explore food and emotions without judgment, while also providing some tools to help. It's like couples therapy for you and food. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, registered dietitian, Jeanette Kilgrow, And I am really excited with the topic that I have for today. Sometimes I sit down to just kind of like gather my thoughts and write some notes and stuff. And then In doing so, I get so excited to just record that I can't even like finish my thoughts before I'm just wanting to hit record button and um, start talking about it. So today is one of those days. I think you're really gonna enjoy what I have prepared for you. I'm certainly excited to talk about it. But first, I do want to remind you that my mini course is available and I'm actually really pleased with how it turned out. Um, I'm excited to be able to offer it to you. It has kind of the scaffolding of the neuroscience theories that I use to teach a lot of my stuff. And within each podcast episode, I'm not really able to tie it all together in a way that maybe I would like to. And so I encourage you to go check this out so that you can have this this framework to be able to place different things that you hear on the podcast on a shelf to, that kind of ties it all together. What does all this have to do with food, with the brain, things like that? now um today's episode is called what's in the way is the way and i've actually heard this said a few different ways (laughs) ways um but this is the one that has stood with stuck stuck oh my goodness Stayed with me, stood out to me. I think those were the two things I was putting together. I don't know where the cake came from. <laughs> anyway, though, that's the one that has stood out to me the most, and probably been the easiest to remember, just because it's kind of catchy. So, what's in the way is the way. We'll talk a little bit more about what I mean in regard to like food, exercise goals, and things like that. But in general, the idea that what stands between you and your goal, all of those those things that you think, oh. I don't have time, you know, I am really stressed with these other things. I can't get the motivation to do it. Whatever those things are that you feel like stand in the way of your goals are actually the stepping stones to get there. Again, I'll explain a little bit more in particular regarding um, food and exercise goals, but I I wanna start with kind of setting the scene with one of my family's favorite hikes. It is, so we live in the Rocky mountains where, I mean, the mountains are just beautiful and so fun to be able to get up into for some fresh air, for some perspective, as you see the things below you getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And, um, I have always loved being in the mountains. One of our family's favorite hikes is called Stuart falls and it is a beautiful hike i think one of the appeals of it is that there's a waterfall at the end right so it feels like a purposeful hike you are trying to get to a certain point and you are willing to go through the difficulties to get there because you know what's at the end as opposed to like a loop hike that (laughs) are not our favorite because I I recognize that it's supposed to be about the journey and not the destination, but it is nice to have a destination when you're doing something hard. So it's one of our favorites because it has a waterfall at the end, a waterfall where you can dip your toes in the water and it's nice and cool and you're close enough when you get there to the waterfall that you can feel the mist when you're so hot and tired. Um you can even i mean my kids will go up and get practically under the waterfall and just have it pound them i mean it is incredible well worth the difficulty to get there and so of course who wouldn't love a beautiful hike to a waterfall now i want to describe to you a little bit of what it takes to get there it is a family friendly hike so i recognize that there are far more difficult hikes that probably have beautiful beautiful views but this is a hike that comes with some very unique um landscapes i guess i'm trying to remember what we even call each portion of the hike but we have very specific like oh now we're in the meadows now we're in the I can't. there's one where there's a ton of, well i'll describe to you when you first get started you're hiking pretty like up a pretty big incline and it is strewn with all sorts of tree roots that are going across the path that some of them just require that you're paying attention that you'd step over and you're careful not to trip over but others that require that you're climbing over or under, or, you know, stepping in a certain way, someone's got to figure out how to get over it. And then they talk you through like, okay, put your foot here and then climb this and then hold on right here and you can get over it. So there are not only like, it's a big incline, so you're breathing hard, but there are like significant obstacles to get over and a lot of potential for twisted ankles. So that's actually that zone of the hike is one in which we talk about it related to these, these um, roots that are in the way that you really do have to watch out for or you're going to get hurt. Then it comes to kind of a, a beautiful shaded area, um, but with huge, huge plants off to the side that are poisonous. <laughs> and several times Um, our family has someone has brushed their hand along the side just not even thinking not even realizing what was there and gotten caught by this stinging nettle and um, then kind of had a miserable hike for a while so while that part is still kind of steep kind of beautifully shaded (laughs) next to it um, and if you're not paying attention has poisonous plants that will sting you and make you kind of miserable so keep going we get to the part that i mentioned called that we that we kind of called the meadows it's it's much more big and open but because of that it lacks the shade so you're not hiking quite as hard uphill and this is actually kind of what exists at the top before you start back down but um it's there's no shade. There's no shade. And that is pretty miserable because this is a hike because it's kind of high in the mountains that you can't really do in the springtime because it's still covered in snow. Um, we actually haven't tried it in the fall. I bet it's lovely in the fall, and probably with um cooler weather would be <laughs> just right at this portion. Because this is always the part where people are complaining that it's so hot. So Uh, we get through those meadows and then comes the downhill, which normally you're like, yay. You know, I'd much rather go downhill than uphill unless, unless you have bad knees, I'm not so sure I'd rather go downhill anymore. (laughs) However, this downhill is so rocky. It is probably the slowest part of the hike, even though you are going downhill because you are having to be so careful not to twist an ankle, um, especially if you're passing other people that are coming the other direction. Um, There's not a lot of places to stand off to the side because it's just so rocky and um, difficult to navigate, very slow going, kind of hard on the knees and the ankles and the backs and all of it. But when you get to the other end of this rocky portion, you're kind of back out in the sun again. It's not very shaded, but you can see the waterfall. You can hear the waterfall and you know you're so close. When you first are able to see the waterfall, that's probably, honestly, it feels like it's where it's the hottest. Like you are so done with this hike, but you're not to the waterfall yet. (laughs) So I remember the very first time that we hiked this as a family hitting that point and being like well there it is should we go back because we are hot we are tired we are grumpy we are done (laughs) and we decided no let's go a little bit further because i can see that the trail goes down and we can get down to the water so we kept hiking got down to the water, took off shoes and socks and felt the cold, uh, cold mountain water, which was the perfect like opposition to the hot, hot, dry heat that we were experiencing all the way there. And, um, were able to cool down and to actually regain some strength and motivation to climb back out of there, because everything I just described is exactly the route going back. So then you have to hike back out (laughs) with all of those rocky, rocky areas where there's hardly any place to stand and you're watching your knees and your ankles and your back. And, um, and then through the hot open, meadow area that just doesn't have any shade and then through the tree roots that oh the stinging nettle I remember the stinging nettle um and then through the tree roots and climbing up and over these great big logs to try to get to back to your car all right so i hope that was a little bit fun as you maybe considered a hike that you know that has some of those um types of challenges in the way that actually make it part of the the journey and the enjoyment of it. Right. Of Oh, now we're to this part. Yep. Here's the part we like about this part. Here's the part we hate about this part. All right. So that is a classic hike. Right. And literally, when it comes to this phrase, what's in the way is the way is the whole point of the hike. Right. If we could just helicopter into the the waterfall, it wouldn't be quite the same. Part of it is the journey of walking through these different areas, recognizing where we're at, how much farther we have to go. And then certainly like the joy of getting there and being like, oh, we did it. And now we can enjoy this cold mountain water. All right. So um, here are some of the things in the way that I. I mean, any of us here have, have used ourselves as to why we aren't going after our food and exercise goals, you know, valid things that are in the way things like lack of time, you know, I'm balancing work and school and family and I, I just don't have time, I cannot figure out where this is going to fit. However, if we considered that these stumbling blocks are the way meaning have they are the course that teaches us the things we need to know to be successful in the goal right so this one lack of time if resolved if we had found ways to fit exercise into our lives whether that's a different morning routine a different evening routine a way to be able to do it in the car a way to be able to do it in the kitchen i mean i promise you there are youtube videos that give you fun little bite sized here's an exercise you could do standing out the bathroom counter while you brush your teeth right um finding ways to be able to fit it into our lives gives us skills and ideas and tips and tricks so that in the future when time really is a struggle again it's not as big of a deal we've got some tips and tricks and things that we found that work for us to be able to fit it in okay cool what about another one like um no no motivation (laughs) i just can't get myself to do it i know i want to i know i should i know i whatever i just can't get myself to do it right Again, like this is part of the curriculum of being successful at the goal. Meaning if we can overcome this, if we can develop the skills to be able to do what we said we were gonna do, even if we don't feel like it, just imagine where that would take you, not only in food and exercise goals, but in any goal you set for yourself to to have developed those skills of, being able to do it anyway, even when the motivation hasn't kicked in yet, um, that certainly would serve you not only in those food and nutrition goals, but in in life. All right, how about like social pressures, you know, social events, or just peer pressure to eat certain things to come participate in certain things to you know, whatever that may be for the sake of relationships for friends for um, socializing now i certainly don't want to like pit this against our goals right but when we recognize that this might reasonably be one of the things that we struggle with between along the path between here and obtaining our goal then imagine what kind of skills maybe even like the words to use like if if you developed some of those um, again tips and tricks or just the skills to be able to navigate those kinds of situations to vote in favor of you and yourself and your goals and what you know serves you best above what someone else wants you to do or what they think you should be doing Um, imagine how that would serve you and how that actually is one of the steps that would get you to your goal are you following me here? Let me go through a couple more. Um, maybe someone you feel like you just don't have the support you're married and your spouse is (laughs) bringing home all the treats because he's a chef. (laughs) Okay. Let's just say that was uh, (sighs) a hypothetically. (laughs) Um, but if, uh, if you you felt like you just didn't have the support, the friends and family maybe even were discouraging you from pursuing this, imagine on the other end of that, having overcome that particular struggle, surrounding yourself with people that are cheering you on, who are working on similar goals, who are maybe a coach for that purpose that helps you along the way, how much easier that path would be in the future, having overcome that stumbling block. All right. Another one, totally valid, totally reasonable. One of the huge ones that brings people to me is stress, (laughs) right? And, and stress that maybe fits in with that lack of time. Like I just can't, I don't know when I would exercise I've just got so much going on or the stress that actually pulls you to the food after a long day. And suddenly you find yourself, you know, watching Netflix and eating and just almost frantically. Um, what if that stumbling block, what we thought was in the way is actually one of the pieces of the learning of the path that if overcome, we maybe had better balance and stress. We maybe had some more tools of handling stress or handling that dysregulation in the moment um, with food, without food, certainly with more tools other than just food. How much easier would that be to manage Future stress. I mean, because if you've lived for any great length of time, you know <laughs> that life seems to keep handing handing it to you. So, um, the last one, fear of failure. You know, I think this isn't one that we would list off when we're thinking, like, oh, I just don't have time. I'm having a hard time getting motivated. I don't have support at home, whatever it may be. But this is one at the root of a lot of it. I've I've tried before and I failed. I don't want another reason in which I'm falling short again, right? It kind of is a barrier to even trying, even getting started. But can you imagine what would be possible in your life, like far beyond just, you know, a nutrition goal, far beyond that, if you were building the skills to be able to move forward even when it seemed hard and scary and you weren't sure if you were going to be able to do it. I think that would serve us all very well. So again, these are some of the ideas that, some of the excuses, some of the reasons, I don't even wanna call them excuses, some of the things that really do stand along our path between where we are now and getting our goals. And we think of them as, "Ah, it sure would be nice if those weren't there, right? (laughs) If it was just a clear shot from here to there. But the reality is those are there because they are the way. We're only going to get to that goal by overcoming, by gaining skills in these areas that will serve us far beyond just you know, hitting that exercise goal. So that's my message for you today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed kind of pulling it together and giving some thought to it um, because it was meaningful for me too. So I will see you next time. Thanks. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed the podcast, I know you would love my free mini course. It's called Food for Thought, How Neuroscience Shapes Our Relationship with Food. You can find it at killgrownutrition.com slash mini. Killgrow is spelled with one L K I L G R O W. And if the information you're hearing on this podcast kind of feels like the missing piece to you, like it did to me, consider training in the greet the pull method. You can contact Irene Pace at her website, Irene, I-R-E-N-E, Pace.com.